0: you hit one hurdle, you overcome it. So, okay. I I've I've learned to accept my body and who I am and the journey that I'm on, you know, in taking these steps forward, but then you run into another roadblock and it's like, okay, well, I don't have my own gym and I'm not hired by gym X, Y, Z. So who am I to tell people that they should be my client? Well, Put the feelers out there, it's just like once you start taking these small, empowered steps, you breed success, which breeds confidence, which breeds success. And it becomes a beautiful pattern.
1: We've all been there. The moment where you're ready to demand more from life, a more purposeful career, more income, more abundance, more from your relationships. And that little inner critic in the back of your head steps in and whispers, who do you think you are to want Lank. Imposter syndrome is real and it is the number one factor that prevents people from truly creating their amplified life. However, this week on a special client case study episode of the Life Amplified podcast, I'm going to talk to my client, Christy Johnson, who has overcome imposter syndrome and actually just had the ribbon cutting ceremony on her new dream business. So much inspiration, so much wisdom to pass on this week. If you've been playing small and settling for less than you deserve, this episode is for you. Welcome back. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, Life Reinvention Coach, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. Here's the dirty secret on imposter syndrome. It never really goes away. When I was ready to start my coaching business in 2015, I dealt with a lot of thoughts of who do you think you are to help people, Dan? When I launched this podcast in 2017, I had to deal with a a lot of critical inner thoughts about, Dan, nobody cares about you or your story. Who are you to share that with the world? And of course, I put out this podcast, which has been very successful. Thank you for listening. But guess what? In 2021, as I've stepped into doing more national media appearances, things like the Tamron Hall show, I've met those parts of myself again. Dan, who do you think you are to share this story? You know, it, you're a fraud. All these stupid things that go on in the back of my mind. Fortunately, I picked up a lot of tools over the years in which I can manage that, and I teach it to my clients now because I want you to understand what is on the other side of imposter syndrome for you. Now, you first met my client, Christy Johnson, last fall. We did an episode called Yes, You Can Change Your Life in a Pandemic, and she was part of the success panel that I interviewed that week. But at the time, Christy had just got her personal training certification and wasn't really sure what thriving in her purpose would ultimately look like. Nine months later, she just had the ribbon-cutting ceremony on her brand-new personal training facility, Skelefit, in northern Michigan, which is already making a huge impact in her community. And what I hope that you take away with from this week is how quickly your life can change, how all the pieces will fall into place, how you will be guided to the next right opportunity When you just answer yes to your calling. Some of the topics Christy and I are going to talk about in this interview is how taking inspired action in the face of imposter syndrome has bred success in her life. Christy will talk about unapologetically owning your story and how that will magnetize the masses and help you find the people that you're meant to serve. Big topic here, letting go of control and how the art of surrender has led to some of the greatest blessings of her life. She's also going to tell us how she built a brick-and-mortar business while actually reducing her debt by 80%. So if money fears have ever gotten in the way of you investing in yourself or stepping into your next level of expansion, Uh, Christy's going to be dropping knowledge bombs all over the place. If you'd like to connect with her, make sure that you look for her on Instagram at untraditionalathlete. And you can also screenshot this podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me at CSCDanMason. Let us know that you're listening and let us know what your big takeaways were. Don't forget to give us a follow on whichever podcast platform you're listening on, and here you go. This is going to be a really inspiring conversation on kicking imposter syndrome in the teeth with Christy Johnson. Christy Johnson, welcome back to Life Amplified. Well, thank you, Dan. It's been a while. You were on the podcast with us, I guess, last September. And we were doing this episode on people who were changing their lives in the pandemic, you know, and you were alongside some incredible women. Like there was the 69-year-old retiree who found love for herself and Mm. found her dream relationship. And we talked to the teacher who doubled her income and quit teaching and went into business for herself. And at that point, you were just in the early stages of honoring this desire to pivot out of running your family's business and, and getting into the fitness industry. So let's just pick it up from there. In September, tell everybody a little bit about where you were and and that evolution that had happened for you, that awakening toward your purpose <laughs> that happened in the pandemic. I'll give you the Cliffs notes because there's a lot
0: that has happened uh, since then and in between. But um, at that point, I was about to take my test to become a certified personal trainer. And this is somebody who considers herself uh, or used to consider herself a non-athlete. I never liked exercising growing up. I just had no interest in it at all whatsoever. I used to joke in college about how the only time I ever did a sit up was when I was getting out of bed in the morning. But then I found a sport that I loved, which was roller derby. And through my work with you, I, I, was asked the question, you know, if you could do anything and have guaranteed success, what would it be? And I vocalized almost jumped outside of my body to vocalize. I would be a fitness coach and shocked myself in that moment. So once I started to pursue that things gained steam really fast at the beginning, I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could just teach a women's weightlifting class and that happened. Then I added some more classes on. Then I was certified as a personal trainer and just put some feelers out. Hey, you guys, I'm opening some spots in my schedule. And it was like, boom, I had six clients. And, uh, since then i have been training in a public facility, but really had the desire to have my own space because I hated packing up all my stuff and taking it with me and schlepping it back and forth and all of that. And, um, What was once the bane of my existence, my family's business, which is a screen printing and embroidery shop, uh, that building was in an awful state of disrepair. It was like every single time I would turn the corner, there would be another problem, either like the AC is not working or the roof is leaking, or I mean, just a bevy of things. And at one point I was very focused on um, getting rid of that building. I didn't really care how it happened. I just wanted to get rid of it. My husband and I used to joke that if the building ever did burn down, nobody would believe that it wasn't us because of how much
1: we talked (laughs) about
0: how we wanted that building to burn down. Now it is my pride. That would make you,
1: by the way, that would make you the first arsonist that I've ever worked (laughs) with. with as a client. So that's a big moment for me. I'm super excited. I've never worked with an arsonist before.
0: Well, don't worry, because I, I think you can cross that off your resume because I have <laughs> plans to do that at this point. We, we were on the hunt. You know, I had made it my goal to sell the family business and I was getting very frustrated that it wasn't happening. But then as you know, my career with the fitness progressed, it became clear that, you know, I could take this and I could actually use portion of this building that I thought I hated so much and turn it into my gym, which I just Um, have recently.
1: You literally last weekend just did the ribbon cutting ceremony on your brand new, uh, fitness training facility in your, in your hometown. As we talk about this story, sounds beautiful. Sounds like a lifetime original movie. Look, she found her purpose (laughs) in the pandemic. It's great. Um, It was not necessarily an easy road for you to, the success actually came easily, but it's so much of the internal things and the internal barriers that you've worked through to get there. And I think that that's where I'd love to start today, because one of the biggest things that happens when I talk to clients and there is that moment of asking somebody to step out of the life that they know or the life that they were conditioned to want. And as you described it, the out of body experience of really owning your true desire, that's when the imposter syndrome comes up for everybody. Yeah. People are like, well, yeah, I would do this thing, but I don't have enough training. There's not enough opportunity. Who would work with me? Talk to me about some of the stories that you found yourself in. You had even talked about that. I'm not really an athlete. Mm -hmm. Like talk about that imposter syndrome and how were you able to work through that? Not only just to take on some, take on a couple group classes, but now a full roster of one-on-one clients and all the things that you've done since.
0: You know, it's funny because almost at every single turn, even the idea of going to school, every turn I, I had that sense of, the audacity that I have to think that I'm capable of doing this. You know, when I started this journey, just in the schooling aspect, I mean, I was well over 200 pounds. And that's not to say that people over 200 pounds aren't perfect and beautiful and wonderful and exceptional and of all of those things. But for, for me, I thought that that was going to be a huge barrier. Who would want to work with an overweight trainer? You know, if I'm not going to set the perfect example of a physique, who on earth would want to train me? Well, I'm here to tell you, (laughs) a lot of people want to train with me because they know that I have been in their shoes and they know that I have gone through some of the same struggles that they have. So that was, that was probably the earliest concern that I had. And can I, can I tell you right now that I'm sitting here at my perfect weight with chiseled abs and all the things? No. No. But I'll tell you one thing that I have done. I have absolutely began to accept my body, stop worrying what other people think, and uh, just kept taking empowered steps forward. That's not easy, because, you know, it's just like you become you hit one hurdle. You overcome it. So, okay, I've I've learned to accept my body and who I am and the journey that I'm on. You know, in taking these steps forward. But then you run into another roadblock, and it's like, okay, well, I don't have my own gym, and I'm not hired by gym X Y Z. So, who am I to tell people that they should be my client? Well, put the feelers out there. It's just like once you start taking these small empowered steps you breed success, which breeds confidence, which breeds success. And it becomes a beautiful pattern.
1: I love that so much. A couple of things I want to touch on. Number one, that the things about your life that you believe are are messy or that you uh, carry shame about. And that looks like so many different things for different people. But for you, sort of like the, the health situation that you were in at the beginning of the pandemic, when you have this dream to help other people, that it's actually in you taking the steps to improve that and to overcome it is what inspires and shows other people what's possible. And I used to struggle with that part of this journey so much. When I was first starting my coaching practice, I would watch like these Brendan Burchard videos, right? And Brendan Mm -hmm. Burchard is like Mr. Energy, where it's like, hey, everybody, tell you how to change your life. And he's (laughs) great, by the way, I love him. But he would talk about, you know, you've got to have a role model mentality, and I would sit there and just be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> who are, I resisted that so much. I'm like, who am I to be a role model? Because I perceived myself at that point as just being this guy that was too far gone, too broken. It, and it wasn't until I got deeper into it, right? And I launched this podcast and I started sharing my journey that people are like, oh my God, that totally resonates for me. So I love the fact that, do you find that, is this something that your clients actually express to you? Is this fact that, oh, you get me, you understand where I'm coming from?
0: I've had so many people and it was was interesting because this same reoccurring comment was happening very early on when I signed on my first clients. I want to say at least three of them said it to me in their first week during the same week. And what it was, was I don't need a cheerleader. I need somebody who understands what I'm going through. And Mm. when I heard that it just hit me like right in the fields and it really got me into a mindset where I started leaning into, okay, we need to get the shame part out of fitness. And I really want to, and so I tell the girls, that are that train with me. I actually have a fellow that trains with me too. So that's unfair. I shouldn't, I I shouldn't be so exclusive, but I tell, I, you know, I find this comes up with women a lot more often than it does with my male clients is if you miss a workout, you don't have to stress out about it in order to get caught up. There's no catching up in my programs. Instead, you can just pick up where you left off and keep moving forward. Life is going to happen. If you have the desire to make up that workout, great but you're not getting extra credit for it. And you're not getting extra credit for putting something on your to-do list. That's going to stress you out. Just yeah. pick up where you left off, you know, and stop beating yourself up. And once I started, you know, expressing that to my clients, they really started to buy, you know, not buy into my program sounds worse than I mean, but like, they really started to accept, Oh, okay fitness doesn't need to be shameful. Fitness can be fun. I want this to be a positive experience for everyone. And, and that's, that was my entire drive in getting into fitness in the first place was once I realized I could find stuff that I liked to do, that was fun, that something I could look forward to, that's when I really wanted to participate. And I want to, you know, create that experience for everyone else too.
1: I love that. And, and I think that that's a powerful uh, coaching point for anybody in any goal that they're working toward is falling off track is usually part of the journey. That's yep. just it, You have to anticipate that you will. Life is going to hit you in the face with some BS. Things aren't going to happen on your timetable in the way you want. And there will be a day that you don't make necessarily the best choice. But so many people will throw in the towel and they fall back into the shame that you talked about, Mm -hmm. right? Like the the best way to to promise that you stay off track is that people are like, oh my God, I am so off track. I can't believe I have fallen off track. And then like two weeks pass and they're like, I just am so ashamed that I'm off track. All you have to do is just make one choice. You can just choose again, Mm -hmm. get back on the road. And I think that that is, is so powerful. The other thing that I heard you share is when you were talking about this imposter syndrome, is that it doesn't matter which new level that you go to, you still meet the inner critic, you meet your inner roommate, your bitchy inner roommate. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like I used to have like this guy who was kind of a dick who was my roommate my freshman year of college, right? Who would just make passive aggressive comments all the time. I'd be like, that guy's terrible, right? I called him, by the way, I called him Gump. He looked a little <laughs> like Forrest Gump. All the things that Gump would say would pale in comparison to the things that I, like, I would say to myself whenever yeah. things weren't going right. How do you manage that? Like, have you ever gotten to a point where you're like, yeah, you're, I've conquered this. I have beat the inner game and I've mastered personal development only to find yourself back in the, in the self-doubt
0: Um, yeah, actually that has happened quite, quite often and and quite frequently, but I think the biggest lesson that I've taken away from, um, from the whole entire experience is just recognizing that none of this is really in my control. I can work hard. I can, I can take these, you know, audacious steps towards my goals and I can, I can put in the work, but at the end of the day, it's not really up to me. Once I started kind of surrendering, what will happen will happen. What the universe has planned for me is what will be. And I'm just going to roll with the punches and make it the best experience that I can make for myself. Once I started to accept that and stopped trying to control everything, things really started to happen in my favor. And it has snowballed so very quickly. Um, you know, And once, once you get past that, uh, the imposter syndrome, it's going to figure itself out. I've got to this new level. I just had the ribbon cutting and in the newspaper, they put my email address and I've been getting a ton of emails, people saying, help me, help me, help me to the point where it, it, it kind of took me back a little bit. Like, am I really the person that's, that's going to help people? Wow. I never really thought about that. You know, creating a, a workout that's going to empower women. Like, yeah, I'm into that, but to help people like the heaviness of that, just weighed on me until I went. If you weren't worthy of it, these messages wouldn't be sent your way. The universe is creating this scenario so that you can help people, you know?
1: Yeah, great line from A Course in Miracles is they say, when the teacher is ready, the students will appear. Ah, It seems like that has just been a continuing theme for you. So if you had mentioned something that was interesting and is almost counterintuitive to some of the, you know, look, there is the take massive action slash hustle porn culture of personal development sure. which is you're in control of your destiny you know you got to move forward burn the boats you said something interesting right which is i'm not really in control of all of this explain more you're in control of your actions but not in control of the outcome and I, yeah how did you how did you get there to that
0: i know better than to think that i'm going to sit back and fi- and success is going to find me. Opportunity may find me. And that's mm. when I can take empowered action steps to get me closer to my goal or where I need to be. But, you know, to say, it's, it's like, Think about it like planning a wedding, okay? You plan a wedding and you're like, I'm going to have this color flowers and my dress is going to be such and such length and I'm going to have this many people in my bridal party and it's definitely not going to rain. Well, you're not really in control of all of those things. One of your bridesmaids might get sick. The dress might be hemmed wrong. The flowers might, all of the purple flowers in the world might die that day. You don't know, but you know what? You could still have a beautiful day if you can accept that the universe has got something awesome planned for you. But if you get stuck in those little details and let that ruin the experience, you might as well shit can the wedding.
1: <laughs> oh, I actually wrote that down. That was like a goosebump moment. Success is not going to find me. Opportunity will find me. Yes. And it's all about taking the empowered action and being ready when the opportunity presents itself. Also 100%. about uh, the bridesmaid who will get sick. It's always Kendra. Oh, (laughs) that bitch. (laughs) Kendra's Kendra's been drinking since 8 a.m. Oh, you can't ever rely on Kendra. So let's talk about a practical way in which this came up. And this was tested for you because so much of our early coaching, you had this very uh, concrete plan in your head about the way things needed to happen and what needed to unfold for you to fully embrace this fitness career. And a lot of it was so tied to selling your parents' uh, screen printing business that you were running, and you were determined that you needed to help them retire before you could go take your path. And there were a lot of strings attached to that. There was a lot of things. We need to sell the building. We need to sell the business. And for a period of time, if I remember correctly, it looked like you were on the verge of it. You had an interested buyer. Can you talk a little bit about how that unraveled and how it's actually led to such a huge, uh, huge blessing for you? You know, in
0: I had a number in mind that I wanted to sell this business for and I was very focused on it. And I thought that wanting it was going to be enough, which was really interesting. But you know, now that I look back on it, it's just like a it's a funny part of my journey. But at that time, it was devastating. And it was frustrating as I'll get out. Like I couldn't understand I'm taking all of this inspired action. And I'm doing all these right things. And why isn't this happening for me? Why isn't this happening for me? And um, it really I mean, it, there were moments where it really got me down. Like, why can't I yeah. do this? Why can't I get in control of my money? And
1: um, because the so- bu- you had a buyer who then backed away from the table. Just right. for perspective, for people who are listening. So you got right. right up to the line. He didn't flinch at the number you asked, yep. but then it didn't happen, which for many people would throw them into a story of, well, this isn't meant to be. This is all stupid. Let me go back to, nor- air quotes, normal life.
0: Right. I need to just get my, ni- my nose back to the grindstone and try and work our way out of debt so that I can get rid of this business one day or you know, just work here until my ears bleed that that would not have been a good path for me. Um, I'd be pretty miserable, or I I would be at, you know, the starting point again. Um, But I didn't let that happen and decided to press on because I was finding so much joy. The nice, the nice thing is, when we were trying to sell the business, and we were getting closer, that's when I decided to just let myself eke into this little program, so I could learn more about fitness. And so at that point, if we're being a hundred percent honest, I was looking at it as like a hobby. I think the way that I actually ended up talking myself into it was I said, you know, worst case scenario, I'm going to be a better coach to my roller derby players, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was how I rationalized in my head. I've got this little, this little side thing. And then I've got, you know, the family business that i got to take care of. And so as we're getting closer to selling it, I started to let this, this fitness thing happen, but then this fitness thing was bringing me so much joy And then that's when that snowball started, started happening, but I never thought that it was going to be an actual viable business. And at this point I can only get in my own way of, of making that happen. Um, you know, and, and I still have to check myself all the time, even during the ribbon cutting Dan. during the ribbon cutting, I had contractors at my building, putting doorknobs on the doors. Okay. This is like the hour leading up to the ribbon cutting old Christie would have been screaming at them, which A, wouldn't have helped anything, and B, like would just turn into negative energy that I would have been carrying with myself throughout the entire of the ribbon cutting.
1: And rely on people, nobody gets it done, nobody works as hard as me, all those old stories, right? I have to do everything
0: myself, Sure, all of that, all of it. And it came creeping up and I, I took a beat and I recognized I'm not angry. I'm just scared that we're not going to look ready and that I'm going to embarrass myself. But when I really break that down and say, that's not what's going to happen. The place looks great. They're just wrapping up, give them a minute. It'll all be fine. And I, it just, it was funny because again, I felt like I was looking at myself from the outside and going, who have I become? I really like this person, (laughs) (laughs) but you got to do the work in order to get there.
1: One of the other things that gets in the way for people when it comes to to walking away from a sure thing even if the sure thing doesn't pay them the level that they know that they're capable of making or doesn't provide the fulfillment that they want it's the money piece you know it's the financial worry what if i do this what if i go broke You know, it's usually why I think online businesses are a little easier for people to start because there's no real overhead. There's no Mm -hmm. brick and mortar facility or zoning or licensing that you have to go through. You've managed to build your dream business and create, I'm assuming at this point, you're out earning what you would have if you had stayed in normal life but you've done this all while cutting your debt by 80%. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And for perspective on this, like Christy signed up for my program April of last year. She joined one of my group coaching programs, but you had also been like what I lovingly call one of the lurkers. Like you had been circling in orbit of some of the things that I had done. You would show up like on free webinars. We had done calls and you were so scared about making that investment in yourself because of, you know, some of the financial situation. How the hell were you able to do all this and, and cut your debt 80% in the process?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it goes along with that whole surrendering and just having faith that it's, it's all going to come together. It's all going to work out. You know, once I stopped surrounding money and my ideas of money with anxiety and instead, you know, working, Definitely putting in some work and um, making good choices. Coaching is the best investment I've ever made. Mm -hmm. And I'm a true believer. Even coaches need coaches. I still have a coach. I still have you as a coach. You know, I still have a personal trainer of my own. And it's because we have those blind spots and we're not going to work our way out of debt. We're not going to work our way through our traumas. We're not going to work our way to being our, our ideal physique by just powering through and trying to do it ourselves. No matter how much we think we can't rely on other people, there are other people who have walked the walk, who have been through what you have been through, and they can help guide you. And to not take that opportunity is foolish. I see that now, I believe it, and I preach it. Mm.
1: (laughs) One of the things Christy shares in this interview is how having the right coach And a supportive community around her accelerated her growth. And if that's something that you need to get to your next level, uh, I don't blame you. We're all the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So are you surrounding yourself with the negative naysayers, with people who are playing small? Or are you surrounding yourself with people who are truly committed to living in their purpose? I've got an amazing program that can give you the weekly coaching and the supportive community to 10x your success, joy, and abundance in 2021. And as you've learned with Christy, things happen quickly when you're in the right community. I'd love to invite you to join us in the Amplified monthly membership on the first Monday of every month. I host a two-hour live training and masterclass, giving you the framework, strategies, and habits that will help you take your life to the next level. Additionally, you get weekly Q&As with me to help you overcome obstacles, protect your joy, and build an unbreakable mindset to stay aligned with your goals. And if you sign up today, you're getting on-demand access to over 20 hours of training. There is a Purpose Masterclass. We talk about how to find the root cause subconscious blocks that have kept you stuck and how to reprogram your subconscious mind for success. All of this is yours for $99 a month. It's literally an investment anybody can make if you are serious about creating your amplified life. Go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. Click on the Amplified Monthly Membership tab. Get signed up. Our first class of July, which is all about the art of manifestation. It's happening Monday, July 5th. Creativesoulcoaching.net is where you sign up. You'll actually join me and Christy and an amazing community from all over the world. We'll see you there. And, you know, but you've also been like the way that you operate and and valuing investments in yourself is drawing in the kind of clients that you want to attract. I always tell people who want to get into any sort of coaching, fitness, health, what personal development, whatever your thing is, be the client that you want to attract. People are like, I can't spend money on coaching. And then they wonder why they get a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't afford to pay you right now. Right, I think that that's so powerful. The thing that you mentioned that I think sometimes for people who just listen to the podcast, they might not understand the correlation. I talk a lot about healing trauma, healing some of those subconscious beliefs, getting to the core of where it came from to help you move forward in whatever way that you're comfortable with sharing. Can you talk about the ways in which some of that old trauma was running your life and you didn't even realize it? Because most people can hear it on the podcast, but they don't think that it applies to them. They think, oh, well, I'm good. I don't, I don't have any of that. And yet, we all, <laughs> if, if you're not getting closer to the goals that you've set for yourself, then yes, there is some sort of trauma. It might not be a big T one. There's something there and a belief that you've created that's keeping you stuck. So what was that process like for you? And what was the thing that maybe you built some awareness around that was totally invisible to you before?
0: Oh, the, you know, there were there were several layers of, of things that I uncovered. And it was it was funny, because initially, that was really hard for me. I had a very, a very kind um, upbringing. I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit. And I had a very caring family. My parents have always been supportive and not abusive to me. Um, you know, I've had I've had a pretty picturesque time growing up a privileged life I will I will say that Mm -hmm. um so for me to go geez you know what 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 is underlying with me what what is my issue like what why why what is why do I have these sticking points why can't I get past them and you know through work working with a coach working with a group who was also supportive in that um I was able to uncover some really deep stuff that I um, had really buried deep, deep, deep inside me, but that um essentially showed me, oh my gosh, you have issues with safety, you have issues with your mother <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you have you have a lot of stuff going on that isn 't up front and that you're aware of, and that 's why we need coaches is because they can see those blind spots you know sure. they, they can ha- I mean it was so funny because I was I remember a moment where I was talking to you and the rest of the group about I have this you know I have this problem I have problem a and I can't see my way out of it and I don't know what the hell the problem is and, da, 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 and I said something so slight and so little and you went whoa, whoa 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 let's dig into that and as soon as we did it was like it, everybody in the on the calls was shaking their head. Like, I see where this is going. I see where this is going. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like, what are you guys talking about? It's because I wasn't able to see my own bullshit because I'm inside of my own bullshit.
1: And by the way, like in, in the reason we do that, and I have blind spots that my coaches call me out on those blind spots, like, you know, not being able to see it. It's a survival mechanism. It helps us survive and it protects us from emotional vulnerability. You know, yeah. so so they do have a purpose and they were, you know, to to sort of turn a blind eye and to fall into you know, some of the blind spots. I did a whole episode on this a couple of weeks ago that people can go back and listen to. It was sort of medicine early in life to help us get through and get our needs met. And it just becomes poison when we're an adult and we want to bridge that gap to create our next level. You had a pretty cool experience that you shared with us in the group. You know, so often we're worried about, well, God, you know, I'm not a quote unquote real athlete. People aren't going to hire me. And then all of a sudden you got a pretty interesting client that came up. Tell me how the hell this happened.
0: Okay. So I have been, you know... Admittedly, I started by training like some of my friends, people I knew, my, you know, outer ridges of my circle. And then all of a sudden one day I got a call. Actually, she didn't even call. <laughs> she just showed up at the screen printing business and said, Hey, I wanna talk to Christy and I wanna see the gym. And my the guy at my front desk was just like, There's somebody scary here to see you. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I went up front and it was a girl named Katie and she is an MMA fighter. She's been in some MMA fights and she decided that she's going to get back in the ring as of November. And she quite pointedly told me, I want you to be my coach. And I went. Oh, Lord, I've never been in an MMA fight. I've never coached an MMA fight. And again, you know, there's where that imposter syndrome goes. I I, I immediately went to, am I qualified for this? And um, A, of course I am. No, uh, I talked, I talked her through and I said, you know, what part of my coaching are you interested in? She said, I've got a boxing coach. I've got a wrestling coach. I need somebody for conditioning. And that, and I just went, Boom. Yes, of course I can coach you. We can do this. But the funny thing is, you know, I wasn't putting myself out there in the way where I'm chasing after athletes. That was the, that was a big realization for me was, oh my gosh, I don't have to succumb to the hustle. I don't have like, yes, do I work hard? Absolutely. But do I have to chase my dreams? No. No, I, I just need to do what I do best, put out my positive vibes and I'm going to attract the clients that I want to work with. How I just had, a, I just had a, a workout with her earlier today and she now told me that she wants to work with me more than once a week. So, you know, it's just wow. getting better and better.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what Abraham Hicks would refer to as flowing downstream. So many of us try to go against the current and paddle upstream. We believe that we have to work or it requires sacrifice and hustle and blood, sweat and tears and every gross Instagram meme that you've seen from like the people who peddle this and charge people for it. But you're at the end of the day, your job is just to set an intention for what you want and stay open to receiving it, meaning that you're managing your vibration, that you're in a in a state, right? You can't attract abundance from fear, worry and lack. You can't attract a love or or a romantic relationship from a place of feeling like an unlovable piece of garbage. So it's aligning energetically with what you want. And I think that that's why, like when we talk about the trauma work, That's so important because for people who have any sort of trauma history, which is everybody, even if you Mm -hmm. don't think that you do, you've been living through trauma for the past year and a year and a half, shout out to COVID, that literally once, according to the trauma brain, it's almost unsafe to feel good, right? Because good times won't last or people will abandon me or all those beliefs that we get into. And until you heal that part of you and feel safe to even have the things that you want, you know, you can hustle and grind and you might get it for a short period of time, but it's almost impossible to hang on to. So that's what I love. Everything that you're explaining right now in terms of just attracting and not chasing is being in that energy of going downstream, which is awesome.
0: One thing that I wanted to mention was, you know, when we're talking about, These stories that we tell ourselves and the things that I really was able to identify through our work together was the fact that what I thought was my personality at one point was actually defense mechanism.
1: Oh, that's huge. Tell me more. What part of your personality?
0: So I thought that I was a tough girl. I thought that I was, um, you know, a rock star, real Big personality, big extrovert, you know, wanting to be in the center of the party all the time, yada, yada, yada. And what I realized was this was my defense mechanism. If I came across as super tough, if I came across with this exterior that nobody could break, then I couldn't get hurt. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until we did some of that trauma work that I realized, oh my gosh. This is a defense mechanism. This may not necessarily be who I am. And I started to explore that softer side of myself. And once I did, I and I opened myself up to being a compassionate, empathetic person, I became a better coach. Mm-hmm. And now I can relate with my clients way better than I would have if I had just you know, put on this super tough exterior. In fact, I just had someone sign up with me um last week who told me she's like you know when i first met you i definitely thought you were a badass but I, w- I also thought you were a bit unapproachable because um of you know who you were and how you acted she's like now that i've gotten to know you you're a big sweetie and you're a really great coach and it was just it was just so funny to to think well no honey i'm both <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So that leads to an interesting question, because I was going to ask you, like, so often, if we're leveling up in our career, our income, and our relationships, it requires us to to pretty much change at the level of identity, which I think is so much of what you're talking about right now, right? Mm -hmm. Who was Christy a year ago? And who is Christy become? Who is she now that's allowed you to experience all of this amazing transformation, success, joy.
0: You know, I'd say a year ago, I was a frustrated anger ball and I used to call myself that out loud. In fact, I know the, the, the moment that I knew I needed coaching, <laughs> there was a silly little meme on some form of social media. I'm sure it was Facebook or something. And it was a, a, an outline of a potato And it said, draw yourself as this potato. And so I started, you know, COVID, we're all bored. I started coloring it in and I put a little roller derby helmet on it and some skates on it. And then I put my eyebrows on it and they were furrowed, just the (laughs) maddest eyebrows you've ever seen. And I went to share it and I went, oh my God, why am I so angry as a cartoon potato? (laughs) But it 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 made me go, wow! Here's some self reflection. We need to do something about this anger, and that's really when I I dove into coaching. And I can rem- I can also remember pinpoint the moment where my identity change happened was um there were T-shirts that were being sold to um, support the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, and I bought one, and it said Athletes Against Injustice, and When I got it in the, I I purchased it and I thought about it. And when I got it in the mail, I went, oh, my God, I bought this because I believe that I'm an athlete. And that's when I went, yes, this is happening. You know, today I would say I am a double business owner um, and I am a person who empowers women to find the best in themselves and to believe in themselves, regardless of what kind of shape they're in.
1: I love it. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to lead people with today? Like for the person, you know, I think everybody now has self-evaluated and even the people who might have been killing it, whether you haven't worked, whether you struggled through the pandemic or you thought you were killing it. I think we've all realized sort of, there's a carpe diem, a seize the day mentality. A lot of people might be wanting to embrace as they come out of lockdown. Is there anything that you could share with them? um, that you've learned along the way that you'd like to leave it with?
0: You know, it's, there's no perfect ending. And so that needs to stop being focused on, you know, just a couple days ago, Dan, I <laughs> emailed you about an issue that I was having and running into, even though, and but admittedly in the same email said, I'm killing it right now. But dot, 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 you know, and we're, we're going to constantly run into, you know, hurdle after hurdle, but we, as long as we have a good support system and as long as we don't get caught up in the minutia and the details and just continue to take empowered action towards what we want our lives to be like, I think that's the most important thing to think about is what do you want your life to be like? That's the most, I think, the most important question that you can answer for yourself. And then just do what you need to do to take steps forward and stop telling yourself that you can't, because as soon as you put that out there and start taking those empowered steps forward, the universe will create a situation where it can happen for you. You just need to believe in it.
1: Awesome. And the other thing that, you know, sort of stood out to me as you were talking about that, yes, like you emailed me about a challenge that you had come up against But if you think about the quote unquote problems in your life today versus the problems a year ago, the problems don't ever go away, but they're way, way higher quality problems.
0: I hate to say this, but Biggie Smalls was wrong. It's not more money, (laughs) more problems. It's just different kinds of problems. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But that wouldn't I, have sounded as good in a song.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's harder to sell, I guess, when you're in the middle of an East Coast-West Coast rap war. <laughs> I mean, Tupac tried to go inspirational at one point. He put out Changes. Remember that when he was yes. sampling Winwood. They both ended up with the same fate, actually. At the end of the day, crazy, Aww. crazy. So I'm going to pour out some of my water right now for both of them. Uh, Christy, this was an awesome (laughs) conversation and you're such an amazing example of what's possible. I mean, literally, I mean, 14 months, you know, from when we started working together versus now and really an entirely new life. I'm so proud of you. Where can people find you on the socials if they want to connect? I would definitely
0: check out at untraditionalathlete on Instagram is probably the best place to find
1: me. Awesome. My friend, I am proud of you. So, and you're just scratching the surface, right? One of the things we talked about is like being in that energy of asking how much better will I allow it to get? So good to talk to you and to catch up and to, uh, to share your story. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much, Dan. The
1: biggest takeaways for me in that interview, the importance of a role model mindset As you step into your purpose. You are going to attract people who want to create the same transformation that you have. I think that that's a big one. Letting go, stop trying to be CEO of the universe and surrendering to a higher intelligence. You know, I love Christy sharing that that building uh, that she was trying so hard to sell is now the home to the place where she is happiest and most aligned with her calling. And also just overcoming that fear of money Spending your money in a way that expands your life. Christy has made significant investments in her own personal growth, uh, mentors of all sorts, and yet she's reduced her debt by 80% because she is able to grow the top-line income that is coming in. So knowing what's possible for you when you just overcome those fears of lack and limitation. Amazing conversation with Christy. If you were moved by what she shared and you were ready to go out and conquer the world and live your purpose, let us know. You can screenshot this podcast to upload it to Instagram and Twitter. Tag Christy at Untraditional Athlete. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason. Don't forget to give us a follow here on the iHeartRadio app or whichever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you're moved to do so, please leave us those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple or share this podcast with somebody close to you. If you'd like some more personalized one-on-one support to help you trade corporate for your life's calling, or you'd like to join us in my Amplified monthly membership program, you can get the details on both at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.